0: and gentlemen we are here it is season two of homebrew havoc and we are talking about our characters on this episode of the wonderful two kobolds in a trench coat this is it we're talking about our characters we've mulled over them for months and now they've been released into the wild can you believe it (laughs) because i can't
1: (laughs) (laughs) can you handle it can you handle it I can't, delight.
0: yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I mean, this is, we all know what happened with Hawthorne at the beginning, how that started out, but will it end up the same? I don't know. <laughs> he was just a mild-mannered cleric and became a, a grumpy thief badger. Grump, um,
1: grumpy, punchy badger with a yeah. chainmail glove.
0: Yeah, now this guy's... Um, a storm, I'll, I'll use the term beefling, barbarian. Will he end up that way after, I don't know, several levels? Who knows? <laughs> what's,
1: yeah, what's going to happen to him, I wonder? It's- it all
0: depends, I think. And again, this is how I play these some characters, is how the environment works. Because that's how, I think, I just, I think halfway through the first season, or well, a couple well, the first half of the first season I know, I didn't like the two the goody two-shoes cleric, so I was like, let's mix it up. So am I going to have to rein it in, the wild barbarian and rein that in? I don't know. Or is he going to go too far the other side? So
1: <laughs> why don't we start from the beginning then? Because yeah. So if you listen to Homebrew Havoc on Thursday, that was our first session back for season two. We introduced our characters and we're not going to talk about um cal and tony's characters at this point this is this is just about our characters because we've been sitting on this for months we've been talking about this for months (laughs) and now that we can talk about them we can finally just actually get it out there what the hell was going on in our heads because frankly i'm not sure i'm pretty certain that we went through some kind of crazy maze to get to where we are, uh, but if you haven't listened to to um, episode one of Homebrew Havoc season two, spoilers ahead, sort of. Well, minimalist of.
0: spoilers. I'd minimal say spoilers. probably
1: just yeah. about the characters, but some minimal spoilers. If you don't want that, maybe come back to this episode once you've caught up. But. The characters that we're talking about today are, in fact, Mercy and Fallon Lonan, the tiefling twosome. Mm-hmm, uh, indeed. Brother and sister. And complete opposites of this picture.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, One's a storm tiefling and one's a... What's, what's, Crystal, uh, Crystal, Crystal tiefling. tiefling. There we go. So... Totally two different ends of the spectrum. In fact, these are, um, they are, are they, they are homebrewed, aren't they? You homebrew them yourself. Yeah, yeah, you're they're my,
1: my homebrew. Yeah, so made
0: what made you come up with the storm tiefling and a crystal tiefling? Where did that come from? The concept S- of each.
1: So first off, when I was creating the tiefling subclasses, I was actually creating a the, the sub races sorry i was actually creating them for my own homebrew world so originally you have your general tiefling which is uh from uh, descended from devils mm-hmm. and i said okay well what if you had them descended from demons how would they be different ah okay what if they were of different elemental types, like Jester in Critical Role season two, yep, who is half Tiefling, half Water Genasi. And I was like, okay, well, what if they were sort of linked to different elements as well? So I went and I created the uh, fire elemental Tiefling, the water, the air, and the earth, and then I went, okay, but. What about sort of in between? What if you mixed them up? What happens in those in between planes? Because if you go deeper into sort of certain types of law, you get the ones where they overlap. So you get like the ash elemental plane, and you get the ice elemental plane, and you get the lava elemental plane, and all things like that. And I was thinking, well, what about if if you mixed earth and fire? What would you get? Well, if you introduce heat to certain types of earth and minerals you get crystals you know it compresses you get different something different turns into crystals if you add heat to air get atmospheric stuff you you know you get lightning eventually and i decided to try making different types of tiefling for all these different paradimensional planes and it, it was just it was mostly just a bit of fun for my own world so i could get lots of variety in there but then i i wrote them out and then we said oh it would be interesting to play brother and sister
0: yeah because this was a concept but, you'd never tried before in D&D, had you yeah, so we no, was I've like
1: never played siblings yeah. never so played like, as well, a sibling pair and i thought oh will give it a go it sounds yeah. fun you know yeah. fun concept
0: interesting concept see where it would lead
1: yeah it's not quite as intense as like having a like a romantic thing in a, in a d game as well cuz hmm. that that can be a bit you know it's there's it yeah, a lot of on, lines
0: and borders and stuff yeah, you'd have to sort kind of like, make sure everyone's okay with,
1: whereas you can look at people and say, yeah this is my this is my brother, you know hmm. this is my sister. I have a brother in the u s who's not actually my brother at all, but he is my brother for all intents and purposes because he might as well be because you know so much about each other and all that kind of stuff so why wouldn't you try a sibling dynamic it, it's It seems fun because then there's that there's that added element to it. Like you have something invested in another character from the off. It's not just a bunch of strangers meeting.
0: Yeah. Which
1: some of you have like depth to your yes. investment.
0: There's always layers. <laughs> There's always a pre-built relationship. You're always you're coming in already with an ally. So it's like I'm not walking into a group of strangers. I know this person's got my back because we're blood related. Um, and you're off to the races from there. And I always yeah. like The concept of having something already pre-built relationship wise than just four or five strangers come into a tavern because to me nothing wrong with that if that's if that's what you like out there but sometimes you can always there's always one or two people of like i'm an orphaned lone wolf and i've never trusted anybody because my parents killed. their killed. Were killed, and I killed the parents, and or whatever else you want to go with. You know that sort of trope. So yeah. when you always come in with somebody, you you kind of build off, and you can play off each other. Then you know it's going to be good times all round. I feel.
1: Mm. No, yeah, there was that.
0: <laughs> was there potential then? You said about with the pressure of like the molten rock. Was there a potential to be a, a coal tiefling? <laughs>
1: there was. There was a coal tiefling. <laughs> i i had that idea and i was like i could do this excellent crystal sounds more fun
0: crystal is cool could there have been a diamond tiefling then
1: so the way that i figured it was that you could actually have you know different traits dependent on whereabouts in the paradimensional plane that the tiefling came from Mm. so mercy is actually based off of a black onyx
0: oh okay
1: so her color scheme is sort of very dark, so purples and blacks and uh, the tealy blue, um, the, that kind of thing. So it's more a, like you get kind of the diamond and the amethyst, and that's probably more from appearance than from anything else. But you could probably like swing it a little bit and go further and deeper, and you know, yeah but you know that's that's what homebrew's for (laughs) well definitely yeah
0: to to play around these sorts of things because from if i remember correctly i think we discussed what what fallon fallon and mercy what fallon would be and i was like well i like the idea because you threw some concepts of different varieties of tiefling Mm -hmm. and i was like i like the idea of a storm tiefling i kind of think that's cool
1: yeah with lightning
0: and thunder and all that sort of stuff built into it the beauty
1: of a of see when i was building these i had this idea that you you could pass on like certain traits that would be universal to tieflings like the dark vision that's universal but then i was like well okay i don't want if we're doing a brother sister because we agreed that before we decided mm. what they were we'll do a brother sister
0: Yeah. And I think then we built into the... When did the tieflings come into it? Because I can't remember that specifically. I I think think I came
1: quite early because I said I was thinking of a tiefling, but I'm happy to go with something else. Yes.
0: And I was like, what, just a standard tiefling? He went, well, no, because I've got these varieties or variants of tiefling. Yeah. And then that's why I was like, oh, that's a little bit better than a bog standard tiefling. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's (laughs) nothing wrong with a normal standard tiefling, but this was just slightly different and slightly... Something a little bit unique, which I think was was interesting.
1: Well, it's <clears throat> excuse me. It's like the um, so for the crystal tiefling, she's got resistance to thunder damage, you know, and can do the thunder clap cantrip and you know thunder wave, and it's all based on sound mostly, like because crystal resonates you can sort of ping it and it resonates and you know makes noises and stuff that's where i was going with that for for fallon with the the storm tiefling he does lightning damage yes which is Um, really cool yeah so his he's resistant to lightning she's resistant to thunder they're basically okay if they ever get stuck in a bohemian rhapsody themed
0: yeah <laughs> very very frightening yeah um and i also thought because the first level you know he has he gets shocking grasp but that could always be a fun little introductory it's like hello Nestor so, the mutual shock
1: <laughs> it's so underused as well yeah. shocking grasp exactly. So exactly but also it's it's one of those it's like well, fuck you! Punch zap at the same time. You don't even well, have yeah. to punch them hard. You zap them. It's yeah, like... Exactly.
0: It's, <laughs> it's just a little added little bit of flavour on top of the tiefling already.
1: Something a bit different from your usual fire and that. Because don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with a t- with a typical fire tiefling.
0: No, and it also but... adds. And I feel sorry to interrupt. It adds a different level because it adds tieflings, <laughs> or a concept of a different variation of which yes. is also good that we haven't seen before in that world so i think that's also quite cool
1: it it was fun i i do i have to admit that i have a bit of a fascination with tieflings as a concept elves and tieflings are kind of like my usual go-to
0: mm-hmm. if
1: i if i can you know play anything i want usually it's going to be an elf or a tiefling because. That's just what I enjoy. That's the aesthetic I like. I I like that kind of thing. Yeah, but I like to be able to play around with where they're from. And I always thought that if if tieflings were to say be influenced by the elemental planes as they are in Eberron, in Eberron, tieflings are influenced by the elemental as much as they are by the fiendish. Then perhaps they would have traits related to those paradimensional places as well you know it it just seemed like a fun concept and honestly when i when i mentioned to you that i was you know i i was thinking tiefling Mm -hmm. i wasn't sure if you'd go for it because i know that a lot of people are like oh the bisexual tiefling kind of thing yeah i get it i know they (laughs) they are they are, no, the ultimate, uh, they are the
0: ultimate. They are the ultimate bisexual horn dogs. I well, get it. You the know. thing is, <laughs> orig- originally, I I found tieflings, and this is before I've ever played one. I don't really play tieflings, but I found them was like they're a bit vanilla. They're like tiefling, <laughs> tiefling rogue. Oh, okay, or tiefling bur whatever. You know, if you play the Tiefling Road, this is not a call out to you. Don't worry. I'm just saying that that's yeah. This is (laughs) Tiefling Road, but it's the go-to. It's the Tiefling Road, or it's you know the Elf. This or the dirt it's very sort of synonymous. And I was like, that can be a little bit samey, samey. But when you were like, well, what about if they had like an element or they were slightly different? I was like, okay, now I'm listening a little bit more because (laughs) it's just a different take on what's already there. And I think that's something. That's slightly different to see what they can be capable of as, you know, they go up the levels and they're able to have more things. So it'll be interesting to see how they develop as well as in their relationship, as well as their traits and abilities and so on and so forth.
1: Yes. And from there, I think after we decided on the race, I always... I came into this thinking I'm going to play a rogue no matter what race it's gonna be. I knew that from the off. And the reason I knew that is because I created a class, again, for an NPC in my in one of my games where I DM. I created a subclass for this character. Um his name is Medwin. He is a fucking crackpot. <laughs> he is he is um he is actually a star elf, you tiny, tiny little bloodthirsty maniac who will absolutely grin at you broadly while sticking his shadow knife into your gut. And I loved him so much. I, I still love him so very much. Um, but I loved his class more because it was based on the idea of a shadow dancer, which was my favourite prestige class from 3.5. I loved it. That was my favourite favourite class ever. So I already knew that I was gonna play a rogue. Right. Why did you pick Barbarian?
0: Well, a certain badger of it kind of influenced me here oh, because God. <laughs> when he became later on in the in series one, when he well the doppelganger arc actually, when I was like Wow a martial character, eh?
1: <laughs> oh, of <laughs> course, because yeah. the doppelganger was a fighter, yeah. not a cleric. He was a
0: fighter, not a cleric. And then I thought, okay, well, fighter, you know, I don't really like some of the subclasses of the fighter. They're a bit, you know, meh. So I was yeah. like, well, <laughs> what about a martial character? But there's obviously what other martial characters is there? as Barbarian, that's it. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, what happens if he's a tiefling barbarian with a little bit extra? There's a he's little bit extra. something, yeah. I won't go into too much detail about what the subclass is because that has yet to be revealed and we'll reveal as it's the series goes on.
1: One of mine as well,
0: again, yeah, perfectly um homebrewed by Ailey there, and I think it adds a little bit of. Spice and a bit of flavor to the character as well. And I don't get to play, I haven't played a barbarian in a long term campaign either. It's another one of those characters you think, well, how much kind of barbarian is capable, how can you know what they're capable of further down the line? So that'll be interesting to see. So yeah, I went with barbarian because I was either going to go that way. And before you'd concept, you said to me, oh, what about the brother sister thing? I was tempted to go full spellcaster. Oh. I was going to go full spellcaster because I'd done half caster with the with the cleric, so I was like, okay, well maybe what if I go full like wizard or maybe druid or something like that or maybe sorcerer. I wasn't going to go warlock because that's a bit tough because there's a lot of parameters.
1: didn't we get banned by a frog Oh, yeah, because yeah, the bad guy. We banned from warlocks. Bat- we war- be, we're, we're, we're no lo- li- no li- warlocks li-
0: allowed because of reasons, which will become evident as the series goes on. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think I was going to go full spellcast because I was like, well, let me give it a shot because I've always kind of shied away <laughs> because of stuff that like resource management and stuff like that with spellcasters. Yeah. But I was going to give it a good shot and I, I had a concept, but... I might reveal that later in another episode.
1: Yeah.
0: It'll be interesting. I think I was going to go wizard. I was definitely going to go wizard because I was like, let's go for a squishy wizard. Squishy but wizard. We'll see. But I mean, you never know. Who knows? Could be a backup. We'll see. Or maybe a series three if we should ever get there. Who knows? Who
1: knows?
0: But um, yeah, I went for Marshall this time. because I was like, I've done the spell casting. I've done the half casting stuff. Let's go for Marshall. Um, and then we'll go from there and see where we see where we land.
1: Okay, and then when with the brother sister concept, do you remember how we decided who was older? I think we just what did we like um, rock paper think, scissors or something? I don't no, know. No, I think it
0: was like we did it. We would just we sort of spitballed the concept and like, wouldn't it be funny if your character was the older, but my character was the bigger?
1: Yes, because so yeah, yeah,
0: being like a, a six foot three. Tiefling barbarian,
1: uh, six six according to this.
0: Oh, is it? Six, yeah, six. according I, to this, six, I need to, six into I the need thing to
1: update you said. You should go in and you know, check your
0: I need notes. To check No, I just, it's just slightly, I forgot to punch that into my character sheet. <laughs> so, so he's now, yeah, he's a six six tiefling,
1: beefcake, who, yeah,
0: massive, you know, barbarian as you'd expect. And his older sister is a smaller. <laughs>
1: Just tiny. She, she's t-foot. five foot four, so she's more yeah. than a foot smaller than you.
0: Yeah. So there is a size disparity in you know in them, and he happens to be the younger of the two. And I think that was what we decided. We were like, "That's a funny concept," because visually you'd go, "Is he the big brother?" Or well, he, no, he's bigger, well, he's but he's, he's a not bigger
1: brother. Yeah, but, he's, but he's, a he's not little brother. Yeah. It's, it's just it's fun to refer to the bigger guy as little brother
0: yeah precisely (laughs) because that again and if you think about that in a social setting that's going to throw people weirdly some people would go well i think he's the he must be older because he's bigger but not necessarily so so when you go he's my little brother it's like what it kind of might throw people off a little (laughs) bit i don't know
1: it's one of those things but as well as that he's the he's the nice
0: one as well well he has a high charisma and you know He's a charismatic fella, so um, oh yeah, no, you know. no doubts
1: here. Mercy's a bitch. That,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean he's not he's not dumb. His intelligence is pretty decent, but it's average. It's average intelligence. He's not he's not stupid. It's I didn't want to make uh, a classic barbarian that has like low intelligence because I just think I learned lesson actually for people out there if you're listening. And this is again taking some inspiration from Critical Role that was one of the drawbacks from what i've heard and what i've read about grog strong jaw that travis willingham's character he hated the fact that he had a very low intelligence so they would basically play on that going well grog wouldn't know that because you have like zip minus one intelligence you can barely read or write and stuff like that and that's why he really started because as you watch throughout the campaign he was like what about this what about this and they we're like yeah but Grog you you can't read or Grog you don't know this or Grog you you know and he was just like I think by the end of it he got fed up being a stupid character to a certain extent hence why Ford in series 2 had a higher intelligence so he could be a decision maker and I think that's where I was like interesting I don't want to make a, a flat out dumb barbarian because he's not dumb he's charismatic with an average intelligence <laughs> so you know and he's he... like your man on the street but he you know he can tell a joke or two <laughs> the
1: thing is Mercy is not exactly you know not charismatic her base starting stat is an 18 for, char- for charisma oh but so
0: you're, what's, what's that a plus
1: plus four, four.
0: So you're one higher charisma than me. So,
1: but she's—it's you know. it, more that she's just generically an asshole. She she actually has small person syndrome, you know. Like she is the one that doesn't trust anybody. She's the one that well you know, she won't turn her back to anyone, right? Except Fallon. Mm. Whereas Fallon. Uh, okay, let, let's let's go through his his nicknames that we've given him here. Okay, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> the laughing storm. Yep. Um, <laughs> Fall over Fallon, and what was he he likes a like? drink. Oh, the purple delight for himself. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It
0: makes him sound like some sort of dildo. <laughs>
1: Doesn't it? Does, Magic I mean, dragon. That's, that's, that's They're not a
0: sponsor of the podcast.
1: That is why Mercy doesn't call yeah. him that ever. And if he ever um, says it, she's again, just, just shut up.
0: That was one of those and I akin to that sort of the thought process where that was like, Oh, it's just a bravado, drunken night, you know, just like laughing and just bullshitting, basically. So would you consider Mercy to be a misanthrope? <laughs> Because I think she might be <laughs> as a potential
1: yeah. mercy. Are you just sure? to be like, I
0: dislike you know everybody, and I try to avoid them as best I can.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's it's not so. She just doesn't trust anyone, and given how they got to where they are, it's kind of understandable. It
0: it will. Yes, it does make sense because as we, we which we will go over and maybe um, as season two rolls along, we might do a sort of a catch up episode and we can discuss some of the things that have happened and go over this a little bit more details. But we don't want to pull the curtain back too far. But yeah, there is a reason why they are like they are to the reason where they are where they are. Um, and I think, yeah, you are right. Maybe that is half the reason why Mercy is like she is. I mean, I'm not saying she has like a general hatred, dislike or distrust of everybody. But she there does. is probably don't, a borderline don't. of, I will Sorry. take part in polite, I'll take part in polite society, but that's about it. It's like those people you meet who have a low social battery. yes. Yeah, I can be like that sometimes. Yeah, basically I can be like that sometimes as well. After all, you're like, I just, I can't handle this shit. (laughs) So I'm just going to become really annoyed, irritable.
1: I think as well with what happened to her brother, considering like, so obviously Mercy's like really quite protective
0: Mm.
1: of Fallon, you know, so it's it's a little brother, you know, he's a terrible gambler. He's he's a really clumsy drunk and, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, I've got to look after him. yeah. Or people will take advantage of him.
0: Because (laughs) I just felt this was a character that was a complete polar opposite of what Hawthorne was. And he is like, excess. I'll drink to excess. I'll laugh to excess. I'll indulge, you know, eat, drink, you know, all that sort of thing. Very excessive character. So then there has to be somebody who's going to be like, come on we gotta go you've you're blind drunk falling about and, and he's just like no no it's fine one more card game it's fine and you're like no we have no money now because of you we have no money all, okay. yeah
1: but then it's even funnier because she's as she's as small as she is and she's sort of lugging this ridiculous beefcake around his tail's probably flicking out and knocking over like well, yeah, he just Make causes havoc, everything.
0: and that's the thing. It's like she's this little, small person is leading this massive tree out of places. <laughs> it's essentially, you know, because he's as big as one. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it that visually is more comedic. I, I felt love that, though. That, yeah, I,
1: I, I thought that that was that was quite funny as well, but just because. It it is a bit of a trope, you know, the tiny person carrying the big person. But it's a it's a fun trope for a reason because it is comedic, it is funny, it is hilarious to see that kind of thing. It's like I remember the time when I saw we were driving past a broken down vehicle on the motorway. We were going quite slowly, so it's like a little broken down Lotus small, you know, the tiny sports cars mm. you get. It had one of those like a, a wing door that sort of.
0: Oh they'll go in up, yeah.
1: and it was like, ooh, that's that's quite pretty. Mm, that's nice. And you think, oh, there's gonna be like a small person inside because they're not very big cars. No. There's no. it's like six foot seven lanky guy, just all legs, just it's like watching a like watching a bird eater spider come out of a plastic tub, just legs and then lifting this body. And I I couldn't stop laughing because it was ridiculous there is no way that man should have fit in that car but he did no. it's like a yeah. clown car it was hilarious but that's it's visually funny uh, but yeah. and the fact that he has a tail and a great big axe as well and it becomes and he's got because, horns and
0: he's got and horns. horns as well
1: yeah i'm i'm waiting for the time when he actually uses those and just sort of like headbutt someone <laughs> That's, I mean, I think you should get extra damage for that because personally, or- I,
0: it should be a, a factor in. This is something that D and D doesn't seem to factor in. It's like, you know, tieflings have a weapon on their head, yet that's <laughs> yeah, it doesn't add anything to any damage or anything. You know, if you were, if I was a minotaur, I'd be able to gore people. So surely this principle is very similar with horns, but I don't know.
1: You'd think that. I suppose it depends on the horns, really. I don't think Mercys well, would be any good for that because Mercy's horns are
0: crystal. or...
1: well, they they look like crystal, but it, it's more that they they're rounded. They're not really oh, good. Oh, I for, see. Because if you um, if you look at Mercy's picture over on the thing, because we did share them, I'm sure we did. Um, yeah, we did in messages. Uh. If you look at Mercy's horns, mm-hmm. they sort of they they come from like the the top of her head and then curve backward. So actually yes. if she headbutted you it would just be a typical headbutt.
0: Just a normal old headbutt.
1: But if you're standing behind her and she does the, you know, back of the head on your thing, you'd I get mean, a, you'd get a face full of horn.
0: That's gonna be a hell of a whack. Yeah, for now, sure.
1: Fallons are a bit different because fallons come from his forehead. Yes. Um, And it's always said that you shouldn't do it face on anyway. You should do it at a slight angle. So actually, if Fallon had butted someone, he would hit someone with his horns.
0: I mean, yeah, looking at it, it's the ridge of the horn that's going to get you and that's going to likely split your head open. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get like sliced to bits. And, and because it's... I mean antlers are ten well horns are technically like a weird sort of calcified bone aren't they or something yeah along that line so that's going to be rock hard so it's like being hit in the head with a hammer almost. <laughs> so wow. yeah. yeah take
1: that have it but, have I it. mean yeah yeah so it it's like oh you know that that deciding mercy's horns that like the the, the actual the shape of them what that was mad because i was like what looks i want it to look cool but i don't want it to look like stupid yeah (laughs) that's the hardest bit i think of a tiefling how can you make it look cool without making it look stupid but her horns actually they come from above her ears they curl back behind her head and then actually flick forward and follow the line of her jaw
0: it's not quite ram horns, is it? It's a no, bit different. It's, it's a little bit more elaborate than
1: that. It's yeah. it's a bit more swoopy, and then they sort of flick downward. I can't remember mm-hmm. what the name of the shape is, but they, they sort of do that whole... If you look at her face on, it's really, like, intense. Like, the shape of it proper frames her face kind of thing. But oh, if yes. you look at it look at it from the side, it's not as evident like how big these horns actually are. And her makeup's just cool. I gave her cool like emo makeup because why not?
0: Well, yeah, precisely. I mean that's you know, I mean Fallon has a bit of the old eye shadow eye paint going on there as well.
1: He does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's a very sort of I likened it to very sort of a glam rock type. <laughs> look
1: you know very
0: kiss or maybes you You know know, that kind of thing i
1: have um i have a book of photographs by mick rock who did a lot of glam rock photography and i'm pretty certain this face is in one of those pictures
0: it would not surprise (laughs) me it would not surprise me some sort of forgotten 80s or 70s 80s glam rock band with the big shoes and the big hair and the face paint and the you know
1: he does have that, that vibe, though. Now yeah. that I look at him again, even even with the new, with the new the new chin beard, chin beard thing,
0: yeah. very sort of Gene Simmons from Kiss, sort of very look about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very the demon from Kiss. But I also thought there was a concept, and I didn't do this because obviously you're doing the artwork, and this would have been really bad of me. Was to give him one broken horn.
1: He could have done that. I could
0: have done that, but I just felt like it just ruins the aesthetic because I thought, oh, do I make him a bit more battle sort of hardened sort of thing? And there was one as I was playing around with the Hero Forge character, you can give him like one broken horn. And I thought, yeah. <laughs> would that look cool? Or would that be like not quite right? You know, you're turning into like Hellboy territory then with the broken horn sort of thing.
1: So. I have to ask because this is uh it's not like important like to, to me or anything, but it's because I have to question this. Fallon in Fallon's mini he has like a a scar on his eyebrow mm. in exactly the same place that Mercy has hers. Now we both know who what happened to give Mercy that scar. But yeah. did Fallon just shave it to look cool? <laughs> Do you think, um, or is that a real scar? Do
0: you know what I hadn't really thought about it, but I'm going to say, yeah, he just did it because he thought it looked cool <laughs> as an aesthetic choice.
1: You know, it's so funny because we know how he got that, <laughs> uh, yeah. how, how Mercy got hers. Yeah, and
0: it's like, yeah, 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 there's a story oh about that But he, obviously not realizing this, decided one day, like you would if you've been, you know, as you, if anyone in the UK grew up in the yeah. early 90s or late night in schools and stuff. There was always that one kid who'd come in and decided to shave a chunk in their eyebrow for no apparent reason. We know that kid.
1: Yeah, we know yeah. that
0: kid. I remember being on the bus and seeing a guy I went to school with come in one day and he's got a bit missing from his eyebrow and you were like, what the hell's going on? And yeah, same thing, aesthetic choice. Thank you very much. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was. It was. It was just funny because I was looking at it like he doesn't have a scar on the minute because obviously you can get the decals on them now. Yeah, but yeah. He doesn't have a scar. No. So did he? He 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 got his knife and he shaved it, didn't he? Just yeah. thought it looked cool. It I was
0: like one of those things where it's like a late night. I've had too much to drink. I'm gonna do something to look cool. That and
1: he sort did, of thing. It, yeah. it's gonna the, be so so yeah. funny when it comes out how you know how how mercy's happened it's going to be so funny because it's, well, like... it's
0: going to probably make him regret his choice like, "Oh <laughs> shit! maybe i shouldn't shave my eyebrow <laughs> now
1: bless him it's so maybe sweet this, this is to see though that's funny That's that's that whole because well,
0: you could play into that and be like maybe that was subconsciously him mirroring mirroring that because he's like well, she's got one, but I can't remember how she got it, but maybe I'll look cool as well if I get one.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> But I'll do well, mine, like, just in the eyebrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just, it, it's just like that whole looking up to your older sibling kind of thing as mm. well. Now, I was the older sibling. I was the older of us. Right. And for a long time, my sister did like to sort of follow me around and do the same thing as I did until she learned that I was boring as fuck. Um, True story. I'm boring <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> Um and, and we sort of
0: students become the master.
1: <laughs> we sort of veered. I I've I've learned that if you make yourself as boring as possible, people don't come near you and it means your life is generally quieter. <laughs> so,
0: Fair enough. Yeah.
1: So we kind of veered off, but for a while she you know she looked up to me for a while. And, you know, that's just the sibling thing. If you have hmm. a sibling like that. You sometimes look up. Do you, do you have a sibling that you look up to, or are, are you the older?
0: Oh uh, no, I have lots of siblings.
1: So. Oh dear. <laughs> yes. So oh, um,
0: you yeah, have a,
1: you have like
0: a. a I have some fun... younger, some older. So it's I'm oh sort of no, middle. you're middle
1: baby. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I I had no influence yet. I was not influenced. So oh <laughs> it was that sort of in the middle ground. I was so, kind of like watched all the stuff happen around me, and be like, that's not what to do, and don't do that. And hmm. don't do that. Like, it's always that thing where you, you know, oh, someone got their ear pierced. and You're like, I'm not doing that because I know the outcome of that. That Everyone went ballistic. Let's not do that. I've,
1: I've seen what happens when this sort of thing occurs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So but then in this relationship, I feel that he is maybe not totally influenced, but maybe subliminally is like, oh, well, you know, that kind of looks good on her. Maybe it look good on me.
1: It's yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those things. Obviously, because they're they're opposing genders as well. Mm. So there's obviously like. He's not going to be exactly trying on her clothes anytime soon.
0: He's gone with the eye makeup.
1: He's well, yeah. <laughs> he's put his own skin <laughs> on, we'll yeah, on it. Give it a go. I don't think I'll go as far as the lipstick though. It gets stuck in the beard. But.
0: Well, no, but he's gone for the, you know, he's he's gone for the animal hides, the leather, and the eye makeup. So it is some sort of, yeah, you know, if you've ever watched loads of you out there, the um, is it legal gentleman with the guy yes. in the yeah creme brulee? <gasps> it's very much like that. Oh dear. That reference creme brulee. Let's get the band back together. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh no. Uh. But I think.
0: I think. Yeah. I think. We're gonna to have to wait and see, and like I say, come back to this when these character characters have been a bit more established, and we sort of figuring out a few more things about them. before yeah. we. Uh, this is like the, the infancy stage of this, this at the moment after the baby episode stage. one.
1: So, when you decided, that, like, so we we kind of touched on this briefly at the beginning, but. Mm-hmm what was it about the brother sister dynamic that actually got you to say to agree and say yes because i was almost convinced i'd convinced myself that it was that people wouldn't want to do it so when i asked it was just sort of off the cuff you know just like i had this thought i kind of let to try it out but it's not a big deal what made you say yes because I have to know because I <laughs> I want to know. I have to. I must I know. know. I must it was
0: know. A, I, the reason I said yes because it's a challenge. Like anything in TTRPGs, there's always has to be something to challenge yourself with, whether it be uh, a certain dynamic, a certain character build, or a certain character backstory. And I was like, I've never played that either. The brother sister dynamic. That's never. I've never come across that. It's always my character's my character His backstory is his backstory. It is what it is. So I was like, oh, OK, well, uh, I've never done that before. That could be fun. And, it, and so far, it, the building of it has actually been a lot more you know, involved than I thought it would be. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot that goes into this to make this work, which is good, which is fun. So that's, that's a good way to look at it as well. And I think it's, you can play off each other as well with ideas. And I think that's also really, really good. Because otherwise, you're looking at the character with your ideas and your ideas only and you have to grow those ideas and grow that character where there's if there's two of you and there's a vested history like brother and sister then there has to be like well how did they grow up together what was the concept what was their relationship like as a child what is their relationship like as adults now and where can it go from there
1: because like obviously when you're creating yeah. your own yeah <clears throat> Voicing things is generally a good idea, Ailey. Really. I was gonna the say, you out. sounded
0: disappointed <laughs> with my answer. <laughs> no,
1: I was trying to get that, I was trying to talk, but my throat was just like, nah. uh,
0: my throat gave up.
1: My throat gave out on me. Um, no, I was just, it was, it was just like, I never sort of, of course, I knew it was going to be a collaborative effort, but obviously, you don't kind of realize how no. in depth you go until you go there, and that's well, yeah, always,
0: exactly precisely,
1: that's always worried me about. The Brother Sister thing, because I am a deep diver, I go I you know mercy has a favorite pair of pants and you know favorite color and all things like that, and that's just that's just me, I just like to go there, but I've built characters like alongside others before, like not as a collaborative thing but alongside them, and they'll always say, why do you like go go so deep into that? Why do you do that so That was a big worry for me going into it. Like, would you be okay with me just saying random stuff? Like, does Fallon have a favorite pair of pants? Because that's something that Mercy would know.
0: Hmm.
1: And and stuff like that. Like, would what's 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 his favorite sweet treat? You know, what's his favorite drink? And, And and I was like, oh God, I've just he said yes, Shiv said yes to this. Oh shit, he's going to finally see I mean, what a the, fucking there weirdo is,
0: I am. It's not that at all. It's that thing of like, I can give you some things, but something's like, it's not necessary. Like, you know, his favourite thing is this, that, the other. I mean, yeah. It depends how deep you want to go, really. You like to go deep. I like to go surface level. Yeah. <laughs>
1: surface level.
0: Surface level's fine for me.
1: But then, I mean,
0: until, until pushed and then on the spot, I usually like to come up with something on the spot because it's better than then which could is a bit more like fun i find than be like let me think and ruminate on this for a while i'll just be like his favorite thing is this and then it's out there now
1: (laughs) and now it's canon that's canon
0: exactly and it could be good bad weird or whatever
1: but then maybe those contrasting styles are actually helpful to each other i think so yeah i think so just because then i can just ask stupid stuff on the spot and actually, you can make it up and then people I think, can ask you yeah. for deeper things.
0: And I do think that makes for, because I think if you're trying to think about it, and you're trying to think of, well, me personally anyway, like cool things or good things, where if you make it up, for me, if I make up a spot, it's, it could be silly, absurd, bizarre, or all three. And then you'd be like, really? You'd be like, yeah, that's what he likes. That's it. like it's canon now like well there you go (laughs) it's done i've spoken to the ether it's done now
1: i think what's weird for me though is that i when i because i think things through on a deeper level it it, actually extrapolating things comes so easily like i know what mercy's favorite animal is and from Mm. that i can also extrapolate what her favorite like what her favourite colour is and just, just based on those silly things. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, and I, it, I'm not going to lie, it did really worry me because I like to go deep dive. Well,
0: then I think that's the contrast again with the characters and even the players. I'll be more spontaneous, you'll be more thoughtful and your choices, mine are more spontaneous, yours are more like, well, I've thought about, you know, like you said, the animals and I'll just be like, I don't know, he likes he likes pigs. <laughs> that's that's pigs. He finds like, pigs cute. There you go, done. There you like, go. Really? Oh, okay. His favorite. that As basic as that? Yeah. He's pretty basic. The basic pitch. <laughs> to, <be, it.
1: laughs> to be fair though, that's almost reflected though in the characters because Mercy is the whole. I'm going to calculate everything, and I must know where everything is, and I'm going to mm-hmm. be on the watch constantly. And Fallon's just like, party. Well, yeah, oh, and also
0: he's like, God. if I hit you hard enough. You won't get up, and if you go, do get up, I didn't hit you hard enough, so I'll hit you again until yeah. you stop getting up. It's a very, it's very simple. basic sort of thinking process. Like,
1: I love yeah. him. I love him already. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm but going I think to protect the cinnamon bun with everything I have. Damn
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> I think this could be my greatest work, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll greatest see. Greatest work to date. Yeah. Uh, but I think what, what you need to do is go back watch uh episode one of series two go check it out tell us what you thought and even we will probably do this after maybe 10 20 episodes we'll see pick up this again i think and figure out where what we've discussed here reveal a bit more and maybe even talk go into depth of these characters as well
1: Mm -hmm. so if you have questions about them or you know Silly questions. I don't care. Give me all the silly questions that you yeah, possibly think. Give me silly think. questions. I don't like, mind. I have I have asked my players for silly questions on mm-hmm. many an occasion. Like, do you have a pair of lucky pants? Do Fallon you? probably does. He's probably he wearing wear not But yeah, <laughs> there is that. Um, yeah,
0: it's just animal hide on that. It.
1: Doesn't have lucky pants. He's just. Like lucky,
0: a, a lucky pair jock, of trousers. Like a jock
1: strap or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. slapping around, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and on
1: that note, I think we'll rip
0: it up there on that sound bite.
1: But yes.
0: Yeah, check out episode one and and tell us what you thought of these characters. And there may be an accent or two thrown around. Maybe not. I don't know, we'll see if it sticks, if so it doesn't wander off
1: down the linguistic
0: road. We'll see. Uh,
1: we'll see. <laughs> We'll but, see how
0: it goes. But yeah. I think we've, we've got something good here. We'll see how it plays out. I think we've got a good story to tell with both these characters as well, I feel. Um, and hopefully everyone will enjoy what we put out there with these characters.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, so with that being the case, don't forget to check us out on all of our social medias over on the Mastodon and the Tumblr and the Zitter and on Coffee and on our website as well. Just as a reminder, we are raising funds so that we can buy our own domain name. So check out the coffee. Maybe put like a like three three pounds? Three of the shiny, shiny pounds into the little kobold treasure cache. Kobold likes like shinies, thank you.
0: Then into you, Skyrim, isn't it?
1: Khajiit will but, give you coin. Khajiit <laughs> <laughs> has wares if you have coin.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: But yeah. So just yeah, if you have if you have a little bit of Christmas money left over, just pop it into the little cobalt pile and you know, that will help us make better content and invest in stuff and make shiny things and Yay, I like shiny things. So yeah, just check out yep. two key at podcast on all the socials or just stick it in your search engine of preference. It yep, should pop up. You can
0: find us that way. Definitely. Yes indeed. Um mm-hmm. But yeah so check us out go listen to season one of this podcast we've just finished that up so we're we're racing ahead into series two so just, come just check out our it, archive finished it
1: like a, a couple of months however
0: ago. many ago, <laughs> months ago yeah but yeah go check out the archive of our, our best and brightest episodes um yeah and come check us out there and we will see you next time Ta-ra. bye bye <laughs>